Welcome to the Strong Families Podcast, where we believe that strong families connect to Jesus, connect to each other, to a faith community, and to their mission and purpose. Hello, Strong Families! This week, our podcast is called Be Salty, and it opens with two pretty fun and delicious activities. There's two options for your family to start with. Option number one, make an enormous bowl of popcorn. Wait a minute. Hold on a sec. Is this really worship? It sure is. It's a tasty worship. Go ahead and add butter or salt to the popcorn if you want to, to make it extra yummy. Make sure everyone in the family gets their own portion of the popcorn and make it pretty large if you have enough. Then on the count of three, start eating together. Don't rush or try to eat so fast that you choke. Just take your time, have fun talking to each other, and see how long it takes everyone in the family to finish the last bit of popcorn. There's only two rules. Number one, you have to finish all of your popcorn on your own. And number two, (laughs) this is the hard one, nobody is allowed to have anything to drink at all. Just popcorn. Okay, so some of you are thinking, what's option number two? Option number two is not so tasty, but it might smell good. For option two, your family can light a nice candle and then go around and turn off all the lights in the room, even the porch light. This obviously works best if it's nighttime. What happens to the candle when all the lights are out? It might be a pretty small light, but you can probably see it from anywhere in the room. Okay, so next, move the candle far away, as far away as possible, to a place where your family can still see it, but it's not close to you. What happens to the light now? Can you still see it? Experiment with how far away you could move the candle and still see its light. What if you put it in the next room? Can you see it flickering? What if you put it around the corner? Can you still see it flickering? What if you took it outside, all the way across the lawn, Could you still see it through the window? Go ahead and stop the podcast and do one of these two family activities. Ready? Go. Okay, welcome back. How do you feel if you ate the popcorn? Do you feel thirsty at the end of this family activity? Well, you should. You just added a lot of salt to your body if it was salted popcorn. And when we eat too much salt... We get thirsty. Our body starts to crave water. What about the candle experiment? Did you know that light travels faster than anything else we know about? When the light is nearby, it doesn't matter how dark it gets. Everyone can see it from any direction. I remember quite a few years ago, me and my husband, Pastor Greg, decided to hike the Grand Canyon all the way to the bottom and back out again. It has been one of my bucket list items, one of my life dreams. We started from the South Room Village on the Bright Angel Trail. And the South Room Village is not what you would imagine a village to be. It's really just a lodge, a couple shops, an art studio, and maybe some lights in the parking lot. About two or three miles down into the canyon, I couldn't even see the South Room Village anymore. I couldn't see any of the buildings. I definitely couldn't see the lodge. It was kind of like it disappeared as we wound further and further down, 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 into the canyon. All around the canyon was beautiful with red rocks and California condors flying above, but I didn't think about the village until night fell. 
and we reached Indian campground and we walked out onto the very point as far as the trail could go. When I looked back up at the rim, all these little lights were sparkling on the edge. And that's, I knew that's right where the South Rim Village was. You could see those little lights from anywhere in the canyon. And you knew exactly where the village was. I had totally lost it before. But as soon as it got really dark, that light was visible from anywhere. So today, the text we're going to read is about salt and light. I want you to keep our experiments and the story in mind as we read, because they both can teach us something about the text. We are reading today in Matthew 5, and we're going to start with verse 13. So you can get your Bibles if you would like to follow along. Let me give you a little bit of background, some fun facts about the text before we begin. First of all, there were a lot of uses for salt in the ancient world of Jesus' day. You might know some of them, and you might not know others. First of all, salt was used as a paycheck in the Roman Empire. Can you imagine going to the bank and instead of getting money, they gave you a bag of salt? Well, it was really, really valuable, so people didn't mind being paid in salt. Second, salt could disinfect wounds. If you get cut or scraped, or if your knee is bloody today, we might use some actual medicine to clean it out. But back then, they would use salt because salt would actually eat out the bacteria and the bad stuff in a wound and keep it from getting infected. I'm not saying it felt very nice. In fact, salt in a wound feels awful, but that's what they would use it for. Salt could also preserve meats. People didn't have refrigerators to put their meats in. They would cover them in salt and they would sometimes store them in salt and it would keep the meat fresh for, for a little bit of time. Farmers used salt licks for their animals. Salt was one of the things that kept the body going. You actually need salt, but not too much, but you need some. And so they would bring salt licks or they would make salt licks for their animals. Of course, we know that salt adds flavor to food, so it was used for that too. If the salt, though, went bad or if it lost its saltiness, it was thrown out on the road. Today, we might see salt on the road, but only if there's snow or ice. Salt actually eats right through the ice. So this was a very valuable mineral, but salt does something else too. It makes people thirsty. The funny thing is that it doesn't make just you thirsty. It actually makes anyone who's watching you feel thirsty too. Hey, I'm just talking about this. I haven't even eaten the popcorn with my family yet, and I already feel thirsty. Christians are supposed to make people feel thirsty too. Thirsty for Jesus. But what does that mean? How can we do it? Also, just a little bit of information about a city on a hill. If you wanted to hide your city, you would build it in a canyon or in a valley where it wouldn't shine it like at night like the South Rim Village and the Grand Canyon. If you wanted your city to be seen for miles and miles and miles around so people could come to it and find it, you would build it on the tallest hill where the lights, the torches, and the fires would shine and flicker at night. So, now that you've learned a little bit about salt and light, let's read the text where Jesus compares people to two things in the Bible story. He says people are like salt and people are like a light on a hill. Hey, which would you rather be? Think about it as we read. And also, as we read, I want you to think, what is Jesus saying to me? What does this actually mean in my life? Okay, here we go, starting in Matthew 13. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything, except 
to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put lights in a lamp and then put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Isn't that interesting? When they see my life, they would glorify Jesus? Okay, let's end with some discussion questions to talk about with your family. Number one, what does it mean to be salt and light to the world? Does that mean we have to figure out how to be this or are we already this? And how would someone lose their saltiness? How would someone hide their light? What does that mean? How can this family, number two, how can this family be salt and light to the people around us? And number three, what do you think that thing was that Jesus was maybe trying to say just to you through the text, just for your life? In the end, close with a prayer. Ask Jesus to help you and your family be salt and be light in our world. Have fun, strong families. Go out and be the light and be salty. Mm-hmm.